ready to wake up, you're going to wake up. And if you're not ready, you're going to stay pretending that you're just a little, poor little me. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke, it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power. The world is like a ride at an amusement park, and when you choose to go on it, you think it's real, because that's how powerful our minds are. Everybody is I. You all know you are you. And wheresoever beings exist throughout all galaxies, it doesn't make any difference. You are all of them. And when they come into being, that's you coming into being. Yo, 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 beautiful people. How's it going? So anyway, this week on the podcast, just wanted to do a little bonus conversation. So I've just put out I've just record, basically recorded the intro for this week's podcast with Phil Richards, which was just put out a couple of, I've just put out a couple of hours ago. So I just thought I'd jump on and do a bonus conversation. In the past, as you know, me and Chris, when I used to do the podcast with Chris, we used to do these conversations called Observing Our Thoughts, and they were really cool, and I really miss doing them. I don't see, obviously see Chris as much, and we don't get a chance to really do them. So I just thought, why not? I haven't done one of these conversations for a while. Let's have a ramble, as I know you guys love them. So I just thought I'd really do an observing my thoughts by myself. So that's what this is basically going to be. It's going to be an observing my thoughts, where I basically just ramble about everything. And let's see where this goes. I've honestly got no scripture. I've got no structure. There is a few things that's been on my mind a lot lately. So I've wanted to, haven't had a chance to really sort of dive into them. And there's a lot of things going on in the world, as you know. So I'm sure we're going to find some gems in this really is weird doing these things by yourself, talking in the microphone right now, because normally, obviously on this podcast, as you know, have conversations with other people and you can bounce off them. So this is a really wild thing, trying to dig in the depths of your own mind and your own psyche and really try and sort of get a crusp of what's going on. So I'm trying to think maybe the best place to start this is, so I've actually just got off back from a bushcraft, so that's probably a, a cool place to start. But I'm really uh, loving sort of and and sort of uh, diving at the world of uh, bushcraft lately. It really is a, a cool sort of practice as well as just doing something as a hobby really as well. But when you when you immerse yourself in the world of nature and you're sort of going back to sort of the way that it was always done in the past sort of see, you would have hunter-gatherers who would travel from one place to another and they would sort of, they would in a sense, they would live off the land they would keep moving they would build like a little settlement and they would move on i mean there's always been something within inside of me that's really been fascinated by that way of life and the other day when i was doing bushcraft i would just really every time i do bushcraft i always think this but in particular the other day i was really questioning about how how our ancestors of the past they would have been just as a community they would have been just sitting around the fire and they would have been telling all these amazing camp stories and in a weird way as well that obviously the fire would have been sort of the forest television to a sense they would have been looking at the fire gazing into it and there's something so beautiful as well so something so memorizing and, and like a form of meditation really when you do stare uh, deeply into the gaze of the fire such a beautiful and profound thing really the world, the world of nature itself is 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 so beautiful. I mean, I was thinking about this the other day when, how when we have say you do a psychedelic experience or 
or even a lot of these conversations where we talk about these these mystical phenomenons like deja vu um consciousness in general psychic abilities whatever the whatever these out out there topics are and we always and the, the constant theme of this podcast is sort of trying to open ourselves up to these hidden dimensions of reality or the layers of reality that are not quite visible to in the physical realm but at the same time i was questioning when i was sitting in nature is that there's a realm that is there's a hidden realm hidden realm to the monday world monday society that's always there and that's nature and i was just looking at the insects and all the little creatures and the sounds the little creaks of the trees that they make and where the wind whistles and even just the little trinkling of water when you really do sort of analyze the little subtleties everything that's going on the inner workings of a of a forest the birds chirp and everything going on and there really is when you do tune in when you do really sit there and analyze and listen it you start to realize that this there is a world there is a world going on underneath the underneath the monday world there's a world that's constantly there for for us at all times i know this is it is sort of dissipating in many different places forests are getting cut down and stuff which i, I really do hate but at the same time this world is still going on there. there i mean even if you think about in the monday world now we have all these vast amount of tech, technology i mean have this microphone now record this we have laptops mobile phones we have skyscrapers we've built all these amazing things but at the same time we're living in a time where we have hunter gatherers and certain tribes that are still living this way who are still walking amongst us and it's it's and it's so incredible to actually think that that there's these beautiful and magnificent people out there who are still living this way that's always been lived on this planet in a weird way there is there is a part of us that does really envy that i mean there's a part of us when i do these bushcrafts i've really questioned am i doing these bushcrafts is it just a hobby is it just because i think it's cool and there is a part of that as well but at the same time i do feel there's a deeper longing within us to live that way i mean i mean if this was something that was we were doing for thousands and thousands of years and living this type of way i mean in, in the monday world has just come around see the last 500 600 maybe thousand years thousand years where the world completely changed then all that that's just a small sliver of time in the human experience the most of the most of the period of time was us sort of being hunter gatherers and there's something there really is something that that when you do do a bushcraft you sort of connect back into that way and you and you feel you feel you get this burning sense in your belly belly that this sort of feels right and i've spoke about this before on the podcast when you go into the woods you get the sense where you think yeah this is home this feels like home i mean this this is my experience anyway i know everyone's not the same but you read you read different all these different books about the native americans i mean i read a book by a guy called marcus tobry about pe- people who go and run away and live in the woods and stuff and it really is don't get us wrong there is times where i do think i think could i go and do this should i go and do this but I'm sure you've all had them thoughts anyway. And there's some really good films about that as well. The guy uh, Into the Wild, I'm sure you've all seen that film about the young guy who ran, went off and ran, uh, lived in the woods. But there is definitely something uh, There's definitely something within me anyway that that uh, calls calls to to live that way of life. And every time I do it, there's, there is something profound that opens up inside of us. And I, I'm, I've yet to put my finger on it. Maybe it is built within me DNA. Maybe it is 
because because the Monday Monday life isn't just right for me. I, d- I don't know. It, it's just I'm still trying to figure it out anyway. And in the meantime, I'm going to have some fun doing some bushcraft and getting out into the woods because it really is cool. It's funny because I hear a lot of people say as well when I do these bushcrafts and I post the pictures on my Instagram and, st- and stuff. People always say, "Isn't it illegal? To, isn't it illegal to, to camp in the woods?" Well, leg- legally, legally in the UK anyway, and I know other countries around the world might be a bit different. A place in Scotland, which is not far from me, if you go a bit further up the border of Scotland, it isn't illegal to camp there. You're allowed to still wild camp everywhere there. But in the UK, yes, it's illegal. But at the same time, I said this, somebody messaged us saying, isn't it illegal to camp uh, in the UK? It is illegal, but at the same time, when it's when a, when something like that has been put in place, which is a complete, in my opinion, a stupid law, to stop people from doing something, in my opinion, which is is a innate foundation to a human being, innate ability to a human being to have this ability to live off the land and do what you want. I mean, this is going to be a bit of a rant, but something that I can't stand is that when us as a civilization believe that we own a piece of land like you buy a piece of land you think yes that's my land and no one else can step over my land no one can step on the i mean first and foremost we're humans before anything else before legislation before all these bullshit things we're human first we're not we're not a piece of legislation we're human beings. Every single human being has been put on this planet and has the right and the ability and have to have access to water, to shelter, and to food. Every single human being does that. But the the systemized the le- the legal systems and the all the, thi- the all the decisions that we make in our lives prevent us from from really tuning into them, tuning tuning them subtleties. And then obviously the all the because it it becomes part of the programming, it becomes a part of the language, it becomes a part of the culture. When somebody does want to go to try and back to them ways, because we've gone so far down this this um, path of getting away from that, and then obviously the legislation comes on top of that and steeps you in it, it's so hard to get back from that. And then when even if someone just wants to go out for a while, camp in the woods, you might get a park, which I've had this experience before, you get like a park ranger come across and he says, you're not allowed to, you're not, you know, you're not allowed to wild camp. You're not allowed to have a fire, and it's like Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> are we on? Are we not on planet Earth right now? I mean, what we, what, what is this place? Is this, is this all about legislation? You can't, you can't, you can't do that. You've got to have, you've got to have building rights. You can't, you can't build a fire. Come on. I mean, I do understand the 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 fact about people going into the woods and sort of. People do go into the woods and the and they have fires and this and the fires get out of control. They burn a full forest down, or people leave litter in there. They do all sorts of shitty stuff. But that's just human beings in general. We do that in the Monday world, as as it is. People can people tr- treat treat the Monday world that way. So when people go into the woods, they're going to treat it the same way. But at the same time, when 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 you start going into the woods more, people get a there is sort of a language that the forest starts giving you and a, start, a sort of a culture that the forest itself starts to give you. It starts saying, respect me. And I think that's what cultures of the past had. Cultures of the past wouldn't just go in there and they wouldn't just burn down a whole forest. They started learning practices and 
and had an understanding and built ethos around protecting it and not just going in there and leaving the trash in there or whatever like we do is they had a completely different ethos around it and i think that's what it bleeds when you do go into the woods more you're not just going to go in there and you're going to burn the whole forest down you're going to understand how to build a fire properly you're going to understand to take you whatever trash you do take in there from the monday world you bring it back out so i just anyway that's my little rant anyway i know that was all over the place get on to the juicy stuff now anyway a constant theme that i've been having a lot lately is a couple of com- a couple of questions from a lot of people a lot of you guys who listen to this podcast and a constant question that i always hear a lot of people saying and asking is that how how can we how can you find a tribe or a community of people that are aligned to who you are so this is something that i've i mean i've struggled with a lot is trying to find when you are on the journey of waking up and you start seeking and asking questions it really is hard to find people around you who are aligned with the things that you're doing as you know there's a lot of tension when you start waking up on the journey and this obviously from family members close friends when you start looking into certain topics and you do get this sort of sense and emergence within your own self that you want to start associating yourself in greater circles as you start understanding that you that your environment and the people that you spend most time with does shape your actions and does shape your mind and if you're around a sort of a group of negative people or people who aren't wanting to expand the mind and they're still in the sort of the old patterns the own society the old sort of societal patterns and you want to get away from that it really is hard to sort of break away from that and find a new group of friends i will say one thing that you definitely can't wait around for i don't feel like you can wait around forever for your close friends to wake up because they may never ever wake up there's a great saying that says that some people are just not ready to be unplugged from the matrix and people will fight to the very end to protect the same thing that they hate so much in their minds if you can relate to that and you will find that some people around you are really not ready to be unplugged and really sort of go to that next level within themselves it really is as you know on this journey it is a lot easier to sort of just be numbed out to all the things that's going on around you and inside you it is a lot easier just to go along with that and when you do wake up and start realizing some of the own flaws within your own psyche the flaws around you the environment and you start trying to change it that's when as you know the game really does start to sort of heat up so to say as i know you will relate to that so i will say that if you want to try and find a tribe of your people something um, from my own experience what i did is that i just started to embody i started to step into who i wanted to be i started to follow everything that i wanted to do from my heart i looked into meditation looked into yoga started eating healthy and i just started i started focusing on myself and i think first and foremost you've got to focus on yourself and then from that position as you know we've talked about many times in this podcast i do fully believe that we are sort of our own creator beings and we do manifest things around us i mean i don't know what that is i mean it ties into something that i think it's a million dollar question what is really this reality and what is going on and who are we really but there is definitely something beyond the layers of the physical and things that do happen and i think when we do put our attention into them places with our own in our own lives things do start to manifest as you know so all i would say on that is you start putting your attention in your own mind on the things that you want to create in terms of 
the friends around you that you want to create. Start putting your energy into things that you want to do more of. Sort of looking at new things, new groups. Maybe try and search out things. Like one of the examples that I did is is I started um, I started doing a lot of downhill mountain biking, and I started finding that a lot of people who were doing downhill mountain biking were very open minded people. There were people who wanted to travel a lot, people who were actually looking at alternative topics also started going climbing a lot and i found that a lot of people who go climbing are interested in the same things as myself so basically just start putting your moving the pieces on your own uh chessboard in your life and i'm sure you will find that new sort of relationships and new friends will emerge um, another topic i wanted to talk about so i hope that that was enough said on that one another topic that was on my mind that i want to talk about and this is obviously something that I really want to talk about for a long time. And it's really, I mean, I might stumble on my words with this one quite a bit. But this is something that I've wanted to talk about for quite a while. And it's hard to put this over really on a podcast. So I'm just really going to speak from the, I'm really going to speak from the heart. And it's something that I've been working on. Is the topic of veganism, um, should I eat meat or should I not eat meat? And this is, obviously, this is a, a question that a lot of you guys reach out to, out to me on and I'm sure you are all going through this sort of conversation and asking these questions yourselves and some of you may out there may be vegan as well or vegetarian and I really don't want to offend anyone with this and I just want to first off straight away say that this is obviously a journey that I've gone through and it's something that I'm still going through I'm still questioning should I be a vegan should I eat meat are we supposed to eat meat or not and I really promise you this is something that I'm really balanced on and I really feel that like I'm in a position where I really am open-minded on both sides of the coin. I'm, I've been at a point where I've been, I've, I've tried eating, um, tried not eating meat for a while and then I've incorporated meat back in my diet and I've done a lot of tests on myself. I've always been a scientist of myself. No matter what people say, I'll always be a scientist of myself first. I'm willing to listen to loads of different people, but first and foremost, I will always be a scientist of my own body and my own mind and feel what it feels like in my own self and sit with my own thoughts and feelings around every single topic. And I think you should always do that, but at the same time, be willing to listen to other people and never ever become certain within your beliefs. So I will say that now in my journey now, I'd say that my diet's about, I would say it's about 90% 90, maybe 98, 97% um, vegetables. And rest of the time, I, I, I proud to say about maybe 5%, 3%, 4%. It varies all the time of of, of, of fit, eating fish. So I do eat meat, obviously, which is fish, and egg and a few farmed eggs at times. And the only reason why that is because the point and position I'm at now is that it feels good. I've, I'm at a point in terms of sort of the ethical sort of um, part of the conversation where I've analysed that within myself, but I will get into that further. But I'm just giving you a brief overview, just telling you guys where I'm at. So it's hard to really find a point where to start this, but where I will dive into this is of this point of this conversation is, is I will say that I hear a lot of times a lot of people throw things around that both sides of the coins of this conversation that people say that, the studies say that you can't you can't live a healthy life if you're only a vegan. And also the, on the other side of the things on the other side of the coin, people say if you if you if you eat meat, you can't live a healthy life. And I will say that all the studies that I've looked at and I've heard many different debates and conversations and I've really sat in the conversation of this for a very long time because it's something that I've been processing through in my own mind. 
should or not be should I be a vegan or not should I eat meat or not and I really do feel that every single bit of research that I've seen is really flawed because as as you know in life us as human beings we are really so individual and different people have biological needs there's so much going on within our own bodies there's so much going on in life in terms of the absorption rates of of certain people's bodies when they eat certain amounts of foods the type of quality of foods that we're eating or how are they raised what are what are other implications in their daily daily life or impacting the results of them studies what sort of toxic environment are they living in? Because health isn't just what you eat. Health is the environment. Health is your mind. Health is, as you know, the more you go in the rabbit hole, you find out that health is absolutely everything. So I just wanted to say that I think a lot of these studies that are that are leaning one way or the other, I really do feel that there's, when I've looked at these studies, there really is a lot of flaws and there's so many things that they didn't take into consideration when they're doing these studies. They really only looked at diet, but then at the same time, there's still so many flaws in them implications because some of these studies don't comply that they were talking about how they didn't really state if they were used if they were organic vegetables were they were they farm raised was a farm raised meat was it sort of wild wild meat so there's there's a lot of implications in it anyway, but I will say that where I'm at in my journey is I've sort of I've just it's still something that I'm working on. I'm still trying to find my way through. In the ethical side of things, it really is a tricky one. I mean, it's something that I've asked myself a lot of times. I mean, it is clear, clear to see that um, when you look at a lot of animals in the animal kingdom, to me, they I'm clear, 100% clear to say that they do form a form of intelligence. They do have a form of consciousness, in my opinion. Whether it's the same form of consciousness as ours, I don't know. Whether it's higher or lower, but it's as you will tell when you start going through the vegan conversation, you will start to realise that there is a cachet of sort of things within your own psyche that you do have to go through and you have to keep working through and keep keep working towards them sort of the understanding and that keep asking yourself constantly the question, should, should what is this right? Um, so it is a really tricky thing and as you can see, I'm stumbling with my words as I did say because it is a tricky one and it's something that I'm still working through. Part of this conversation, which I don't hear a lot of people say, is that is the element of plants because a lot of people talk about the consciousness of animals. And where at in my, I'm at in my journey is that no one ever talks about the consciousness of plants. As you know, in the past, we had a guy in this podcast a long time ago called Stephen Boomer, Bloomer, I think he was called, and he wrote a book called Plant Intelligence, where he talked about the intelligence of plants and how they have these sort of they have these networks of neural networks that go underneath the ground and they communicate. He talked about the senses within trees and we know all the new studies that's coming out of the intelligence of plants and how how, how intelligent plants are. So at the same time, people always talk about how we shouldn't be eating animals. But at the same time, through my understanding, if that is the case, we also shouldn't be eating plants because there's a lot of new research talking about now how plants are actually the most intelligent thing on the planet. And I'm really, I'm leaning towards that a lot in my thing. And so it's like, what do you eat? Do you eat meat? Do you eat plants? But that's, I'm, I'm just basically trying to describe where I'm at and I hope I'm not offending anyone. But as you know, I know you guys are, who listen to this podcast are open-minded and you're still trying to work it out. And I respect, if you are a vegan, I completely understand and I respect you. I've really sat in that conversation. If you hate vegans, I completely understand where you're at as well. But it's just, I'm just, what I'm trying to say is, is that I'm at a point where I, 
I'm really trying to be open-minded. I'm just like yourselves. I'm trying to figure it out. And I'm just experiencing experiencing and talking about my own thought process. So I I really hope you relate to it. And I will also say as well that something that I really something that changed my mind on the on the sense of veganism, just to give you a bit of a understanding of the cashier that I'm going through in my own mind, is when I as you know, I went to a couple of I went to Portugal a couple of months back and I lived on a self sustainable um farm for uh, two weeks it was. I think it was two weeks. Sometimes I lose trailer for, but I think it was two weeks I was there. And then also the place La Lamas Eco Village that I went to, which I have a few more podcasts come from that in the future. But that was that is also a self-sustainable community in Wales. I also about a year and a half ago went to another self-sustainable community in Wales called the Bertha Maria, I think it's called. And obviously I got a sort of sense and got to have a look around how they were growing the vegetables and stuff. And every single time I visited one of these sort of self-sustainable farms, I will let you guys I will tell you now that these people are really on a, a very interesting frame of mind and these are people who just like ourselves who are asking all the biggest questions they're sort of questioning their own sort of um psyche and things that they should be doing in life and i will say that there was a constant theme amongst all these different people and they all said that, that when when you start growing your own foods and you start trying to live a self-sustainable lifestyle they all say and i promise you this they all say that it is completely impossible to not have any impact and kill any sort of creatures insects or animals because they as you will see and as you will know if you grow your own vegetables and i've had a little bit of experience of this when you grow your own vegetables and you sort of um live in a self-sustainable lifestyle you will start to realize realize that within to have life the life requires death and when you grow on vegetables and you put your hands in the soil and all the different processes of you um sort of looking after the land you will find that you will you will there's no way around it where you will kill sort of some sort of insects or some sort of uh, creatures in the in the um pr- production of 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 self-sustainability of self-sustainability and growing your own food so i'm i'm at a point in my mind where i'm really not too sure if we'll ever get to a point where you can live a self-sustainable life and be a vegan because Unless we 3D, unless we get to a point where we can just um, 3D grow all our own food, but what will that be at the cost of 3D print our own food? I don't know. It's just things that I'm, I'm things that I'm working through anyway. And I think there's a lot of things. I really think there's a lot of things that we're really just all of us are trying to figure out. And this is one thing that I'm trying to do. And something else that that um, I've really been think, thinking about a lot lately is, and I see a lot of people. Um, and this is not a this is not a dig at the vegans. I'm really not trying to do that. I'm just trying to give you the concept of the, of the four processes that I'm going through. But I hear a lot, obviously a lot of arguments, and I've played this own argument through my own self. Is the fact of 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 killing things on the planet, and I mean to to really attack that question, you can't just. It's not just about the things that you're physically killing in front of you that that you're aware of. It's not about just what's the effect of eating animals and killing animals you have to to really if you really want to honor that question you have to zoom out to the whole perspective of your life and i think you have to think about the impact of all the processes that you do in your day-to-day life i mean even the fact of you buying a tv because this is how far the are thing out and don't get us wrong i've really questioned everything but even the fact of see if you buy um, let's give an example. This microphone use, I'm using now to record this conversation. This microphone that I've now used to record this conversation has probably come all the way from China. It's come over on a plane 
or a boat, whatever it is. And then it's been transferred into a lorry. It's been transferred all the way to my house. So, I mean, we all buy things. We live in a materialistic world, a physical world where people we all buy objects. We live in houses. We have all these different things around us. We wear clothes on our back. These things require transport from all over the country. And this is just one step. I'm just using this as an example. But I would, I would love to know a figure of how many sort of creatures or insects or animals maybe even humans have sort of suffered or died along that process just to get this microphone to me and you can you can do that for everything in your life if you start stepping back you can do it even when you walk down the street street how many in how many insects do you step on the interaction of you driving down your car in the pollute in the pollution you get me get you get me point anyway but i do feel that in life i really do i'm at a point now where i feel that that the only way that we're going to get going to there's going to take away any suffering from this planet is to really exclude human beings because when i look around we're the only ones who's causing all this destruction and causing all this impact on the planet but every time we do start to sort of analyze this conversation you really do start to understand that there is so many ethical flaws within it and every single time you start going through your mind you do start realizing that there is so many um ethical ethical moralities in your mind when you try to sort of go through this cachet of should i eat animals or should i not eat animals and it really is it it really is a tricky thing because i know for a fact that you've all had it when you do think in your mind and you start going through the the sort of the the, the question of should i eat meat so them ethical questions do pop up in your mind again and again and again and, and you play out this role play in your mind where your mind's saying yes this is a conscious being i shouldn't be eating it and it really is a tricky one because yes, I'm I'm really I really am there. This every time I do think of it, and that's one of the main things where I'm sort of in this state of limbo where I don't don't I'm trying to figure things out. Is that this ethical cashier that comes in your mind? It really is. It really is a tricky thing because it is. To, it would be to, it would be easy to lie to say that it's not there, but it re, it really is there. And then on the other side of things, you have this have this sort of this forty in my mind that's going through thinking about all these cultures of the past who did who did sort of eat meat when they were hunter gatherers and but at the same time they had this deep respect we know that they worshipped animals and a question i sort of try to keep getting back to and try and analyze and i asked the question is sort of how did these ancient cultures of the past interact with animals but in the same way have a sort of an an ethical an ethical way a, a sort of an, an ethical interaction with it at the same time it, I mean, is that even really possible? I don't know, but it's just something that I'm asking myself anyway. And at the same time, yes, I understood that this this is something that has been done for thousands of years on the planet. I mean, if we look back at the the, 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 the scientific research on this, cultures of the past have all that meat, hunter-gatherers of the past all that meat. But at the same time, I also understand that it is easy just to sort of accept something that maybe we have been doing for years it maybe it is easy to do that but at the same time it doesn't necessarily just because we've always done something doesn't mean it's right so these are just some of the things that i'm going through in my head anyway i hope this is not confusing you but i'm just trying to get across of the thought process that i'm going through and obviously in life as well when you start when you do start analyze this question you start analyzing things and you do realize that there's a certain language around the conversation of eating meat or not eating meat uh the way of thinking around it well, as we know in many different areas we're already a culture that's steeped in so many levels of programming and it is so hard to sort of take a step away from whatever side you're on even if you are a vegan or you're not a vegan and actually just sort of step away from all these different facts and all the different things that we we are being um, subjectively programmed to 
programmed ourselves to be and find out who we truly are it really is sort of hard to find really starts to step away from that and analyze that and you really do think about it because i mean this idea of what is a human it is so programmed when you really do think about it and it is when you do analyze it it's hard to step away to really find out what is human because a lot of time from my life is i'm just trying to find out what is human what what am i what am i really so anyway that is obviously the vegan conversation is one of them and i hope you i hope you like that um hope you found that of a bit of interest there something else maybe i want to talk about i hope i said enough on that i mean i may revisit that at another point um and it is as you know it is a very as you can tell it's a very sticky conversation and i just wanted to be honest with you guys where i'm at and things that i'm working through another topic that i wanted to talk about was um deja vu i've really been having a lot of deja vus lately and i've really been trying to sit with them and uh, simmer with them and really see sort of when a deja vu comes into my mind i'm really trying to sit with it and analyze it because as you know sometimes as a deja vu comes in it's sort of one second two seconds bam in your mind and that's it it's gone but as a deja vu comes into my mind i'm really trying to sit with it and really trying to think where is that coming from really give it some self-analyzation and see i mean is this what what can this moment provide me what's it trying to guide us into and deja vu really is a wild thing i've went down so many rabbit holes looking at deja vu really trying to understand and find out what it was i remember i remember i had a guy in the podcast a long time ago if you guys remember called uh, dr arthur thunkhauser what a name as well by the way dr arthur thunkhauser sounds like a, um, a dutch uh, dj doesn't he oops, oops, dr dr thunkhauser yeah dr thunkhauser <laughs> oops, oops, oops. bring on the deja vu party <laughs> But anyway, it really does sound um, like he sounds like a Dutch DJ, Dr. Arthur Thunkhauser. But anyway, I always remember he said a really interesting statement a long time ago. He said that he said that when you were younger, you get a lot more deja vus. And then once you get older, deja vus start to sort of simmer away. And it's really interesting because I definitely have felt the sort of the, the implications of that. I mean, when I was younger, I had a lot of lot less deja vus. Maybe I didn't understand what a lot more deja vu, uh, senses of deja vu. Maybe I didn't understand them as much, so I might have had even more understood what they were. But as I've got older, I've definitely seen sort of a little bit of an incline in the deja vu. I still get quite a lot, but I've seen a little bit of a uh, sort of a down, a sort of a, a sort of a dis, a lot less. I've seen a lot less deja vus anyway. So it's interesting to see what is going on there. I mean, is it? I've all question thing that I've questioned in my life is that. Do you get a sense of a lot more, a lot less of the sort of the mystical in the sort of the in these sort of um, interesting encounters with déjà vu? Because we're getting so um, bounded into the physical that when we're a young age, our consciousness is a lot more pure, and obviously all the things in life that's pulling you all over. As you get older, it takes a lot more toll on your mind, and it's sort of the game grips you a lot more in. I keep questioning that a lot. Um, I don't know if it is that, but who, who knows? But déjà vu, anyway, is a really fascinating one. Another little little experiment I've been doing a lot lately as well is the sense of judging people. When you walk down the street, I mean, you'll feel this in your own self. As you look down at the street, a collection of people, and it's sort of built within our own innate selves. I think to have this sort of ability of, of judging people. I don't know if it's sort of a survival thing to sort of see if someone's going to be a threat to you or whatever it is, but you do get a sense within yourself and a pull to sort of judge somebody and in straight away i mean you can try this when you're walking down the street within your own self 
you can look at a collection of people and you can feel your mind wandering into sort of uh, judging someone. And something that I've been really doing a lot lately is I've been trying to sort of catch them thoughts of the judging in mid-flight, so to say, as I feel it coming up, is I really try to stop it within my own self and try and sort of turn it, turn it on within itself. And I know it's a really hard thing. But it's just an interesting practice to try anyway. So if I want, if I'm going to leave you with anything today, I'll definitely say that when you look at a group of people or a certain person, and you uh, sort of do a little bit of introspection, I'll definitely recommend checking, trying this process of where you feel the thought coming up in your mind, judging someone, try and sort of capture it before it sort of fully manifests in your mind. Pull it back and try and change it. If that makes sense. So anyway, I'll leave you guys with that. I just thought I'd do a quick little bonus. I hope you liked it. If you want to see more of these observing our thought for observing my thoughts where I ramble about these different things, please let me know. Send some of your questions my way. I'll even sort of attack some of the questions. So anyway, I hope you like that. Just to add a little bonus, two podcasts for one this week. Let me know if you like it. And that's all I'm gonna say. So anyway, I love you all. And just to play this podcast out, as I always do, I'm going to play a song by an artist who I haven't played for a while. Uh, the artist is called Mowgli. She's such a beautiful singer. And this song is called Earth. So anyway, enjoy this song and I'll catch you in the next one. Peace out. Mm-hmm.